team. Welcome to the Freedom Hut, the Monday, November 22nd edition. Thanks for being here. We have Lib Media reacting to the Rittenhouse not guilty verdict. You have a driver mows down people, murders people during a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. A thief mob, uh, mobs target high-end retail stores. And vaccine mandate protests erupting around the world. Fauci says get ready for uh, vax every six months here in this country. I mean, we have so much to talk about today. And I'm honestly, I I feel like I'm not going to have even close to enough time. But let me just get to a few things here. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle, can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at OneShare Health as a Christian health care sharing ministry. They're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA-exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self-employed, or anyone who's just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to OneShareHealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or OneShareHealth.com with promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, put the freedom of choice back in your hands. So we have a not guilty verdict for Rittenhouse, which was the right verdict. It was obvious. Should have been that way all along. No one should have had any doubts about the outcome here. But the libs did. The libs did. Because the facts did not matter. They simply do not care that it was clear self-defense, that there was video of it, that the prosecution was running with theories that didn't even make legal sense, that they undermined Rittenhouse's constitutional rights. None of that is supposed to matter. Somehow... The only thing in all of this that matters is, are they scoring points for their team? Team left. Team Democrat. And they keep going with it. It doesn't matter. They don't, they don't uh, care what the reality is. I mean, here is, yes, I know, if you're looking for crazy on TV, Joy Reid is really the, t- the absolute top. I mean, Joy Reid is doing dangerous things for america these days the amount of of just dishonest pandering and uh, inflammatory statements about race that are being made on her show is truly astonishing but here here she is after the written house verdict instead of the takeaway being hey you know what we probably should have reported on this differently or hey maybe there's something we should have thought about here that we didn't it's oh no well here you go listen to her What I am concerned about is the precedent this sets for what people will believe that they can do under law when Black Lives Matter protests happen in the future and that people may use this as an excuse to start going out of state and doing what this teenager did, believing that they'll get away with it and in some cases getting away with it. I I, I want to keep on that point, Joy. Paul, that's the first thing that occurred to me. Uh, the, the, The first thing that occurred to me after this ruling is Oh, well, okay. now it's just open season. Like if if I'm walking around and and I'm a white nationalist, you know, coward little kid with an AR-15 and I see somebody drive by with a Black Lives Matter bumper sticker and I feel threatened, I can open fire. 
if I go by a youth group standing outside the local Target and they're chanting Black Lives Matter and I feel threatened, I, I can open fire. That's not even a little bit what happened here. I mean, that's a completely alternate reality. Doesn't care. Doesn't matter. He does not care. She does not care. They will say things that are utterly preposterous. They don't feel bad about it. They don't care. The purpose here is to help team left and to attack the right, Republicans, conservatives, white male conservatives particularly. That is the only reason for this kind of analysis. They make it sound as though he showed up and just started shooting people. No, we saw, literally saw, because there's video. By the way, if there wasn't video, Kyle Rittenhouse probably goes to prison because of the narrative. Not because he did anything wrong. He did nothing wrong. But we had video that showed. If they didn't have the video, they would have lied. They would have said Rittenhouse charged them. It would have, remember with, remember with the, uh, the Michael Brown case? Oh, he executed with his hands up. There was no video, but there were eyewitnesses. There were eyewitnesses who testified to the truth that Michael Brown charged uh, the police officer there. And here we had video, which was even more powerful than any eyewitness testimony could be under the circumstances. And that is why why Kyle Rittenhouse walked from this. That is why he was able to uh, leave the courthouse a free man. I want everyone to know, though, that even after what we just saw, people like uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, still pandering. I mean, there's no way you could have seen this trial play out and think anything other than Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty of these charges. Here's here's Kamala, though, criticizing the Rittenhouse verdict. Play five. The verdict really speaks for itself. As many of you know, I've spent a majority of my career working to make the criminal justice system more equitable. And clearly, there's a lot more work to do. Thanks. What kind of a bull crap statement is that? Clearly, we have a lot more work to do. Why? Say what you mean, Kamala. Is Rittenhouse guilty? Is that what you're saying? I mean, clearly, that's what she's implying. But why not just say it? Justice was not done here because this man is a murderer. Say it. Have a little courage for once in your life, Biden, for once in your life, Kamala. Say what you mean. Why won't they? Because they want to. They want to be able to signal to their Democrat supporters. They want to signal to them, I'm on your side. I hate Rittenhouse, too. The facts of the case don't matter to me. That's what they're hoping for here. So everyone knows what Kamala and Biden think. But then when people like me say, look at what they said, they say, oh, they just said the justice system needs more work. They're just gaslighting. Like, we're all idiots. And that brings me to the situation in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Speaking of them speaking to us like we are idiots. Um, Here's what we're being told as of now. Remember, I'm speaking to you. This is Monday morning pre-Waukesha press conference. So I don't have all the details that a lot of you will have. We are listening later in the day. Here is what we know as I'm speaking to you. There was a horrific mass murder because that's what it was. A mass murder by a guy who was an aspiring rapper and longtime criminal, long criminal rap sheet, uh, who ran into a Daryl Brooks, 39 years old from Milwaukee, ran into an annual Christmas parade in the town of Waukesha. He killed at least five, injured at least 40. 
He crushed people, including old ladies and children, under this car. Now, I know people have already started to look at at uh, this individual's social media. And yes, there's BLM stuff and some pretty crazy political stuff on there. But that alone doesn't tell us the motive. It's an indicator, but it doesn't tell us the motive. We don't know the motive right now specifically. What we do know is what the media is telling us happened here, which is that he was fleeing another incident. This is the official media storyline as of as of me talking to you Monday morning on November 22nd, fleeing another incident and drove in some kind of a panic into this Christmas parade and just was mowing people down. I mean, there's video of this, too. Let's be very clear about this. He did not drive at high speed and happened to run into a parade because he didn't know what was coming. The car basically lines up behind the people marching and drives right through them at high speed and mows them down. He doesn't hit the he doesn't hit the brake. He doesn't get out and say, oh, my God, what have I done? He's mowing people down. Cops, in one case, at least shot at him to try to stop him. Now. How many times? So, so the story we're supposed to believe is this guy had no animus. It was not any kind of hate crime against the individuals he ran over. It was not any kind of a terrorist attack or any kind of reprisal attack for what happened uh, with the Rittenhouse verdict. That's what they, they want you to exclude all of that. And they want you to believe that this guy was fleeing some kind of a knife incident. We're not even sure if anyone was anyone killed in that. What, he pulled a knife on someone or someone pulled a knife on him? We don't have details. Fled some kind of a knife incident. And then in, in, in Waukesha, I mean, this isn't midtown Manhattan. In Waukesha found the single most crowded place possible with the single greatest concentration of helpless, innocent people packed together and mowed down about as many of them as he possibly could with his car because he was trying to get away from the other incident. Does that make any sense to you now? What are the scenarios? Which Maybe they're going to tell us that he was, you know, he was high on opioids and alcohol and something else and was hallucinating. You know, maybe they have some explanation for this that I have not yet seen. But fleeing a knife incident, this guy's a career criminal, long rap sheet. His idea of escape is to commit vehicular mass murder. That's how he's trying to get away from the other incident. As if he's going to run all these people down and they're not going to find him. They're not going to track him down. I mean, the knife incident, who knows if that's going to be. No, we still don't even know what happened there. But so he runs into a parade and mows down all these people. It's hard to think that the media is not just insulting our intelligence. Here's an idea. Did he flee the knife incident and have some kind of a rage breakdown and decide, you know, Screw it. I'm just going to kill a whole lot of people. That may have happened. But this notion that he just accidentally was trying to evade a different encounter. If you see the video, it just doesn't seem credible. That that story doesn't seem credible. So what are we really dealing with here? Well, this is what happens in cases like this. The left wants to delay the motive narrative as long as possible, or to shift to a narrative that is 
not accurate, but is more to their more to their political preference. Because if we don't find out that this guy actually was, let's say, acting on some political motive here, maybe even the spur of the moment, maybe he decided, you know, like I said, screw it. I'm just going to kill a whole bunch of people because I'm angry about X. I'm angry about Y. If they can delay that a, th- a few days, maybe a week or two, that recognition, the left thinks, the Democrats think, the Democrat corporate media believe they have done a good thing. Don't ever forget that the FBI removed references to Allah and ISIS. I'm not saying this is a, at all. I'm not claiming this is an ISIS or uh, Al-Qaeda inspired attack, but I'm just saying they're willing to change the facts to change the narrative. They, they remove things from the transcript of the uh, Pulse nightclub shooter. They still have never told us why the Las Vegas shooter killed as many as he did. We still have never been able to know that motive. They say they haven't been able to figure it out. But you'll see that when it comes to the Democrat left, we may never know the motive is their fallback if they don't like what people may take from the story. Meanwhile, with Kyle Rittenhouse... They were lying about him as a white supremacist, white nationalist terrorist right away with no evidence for it whatsoever. Notice this. No evidence. And they play this game in the media where, oh, if you go too far, if you say this is what I think it is and you're wrong, then they jump all over you because they're trying to prevent people from interfering with their narrative control and creation. So they want to make everybody scared from weighing in on this. They want to make everybody feel like, oh, gosh, I can't. I have to wait. You have to let them flood the zone with their propaganda. And only then are you allowed to say, wait, hold on. This doesn't add. Ah, oh, sorry. Look at all the AP headlines. Look at all the. They're already referring to this as a tragedy. This was mass murder. This, this wasn't a tornado. This guy, irrespective of motive, is a alleged, for legal purposes, mass murderer. Why aren't you seeing vehicular mass murder as a term in the media right now? That's what this is. Killed five people. Ran over dozens. Some of them will never be the same. Some of them might still die from their wounds. They're going to tell us this was an accident? An, an accident? It's not an accident. This guy is a mass murderer. And now we just need to know why. But that's not how they're, oh, no, he was just fleeing, you see. He was scared. And then we get to the, he's a career criminal. Why is this guy even out and about? He was just released a couple of days ago. He's out on bail from a couple of days ago. Oh, but it's so awful to keep anybody in custody. You got you to make sure that they're all, you know, they're all let out right away. That's what the Soros-sponsored prosecutors across America want for you now. We'll get into more of this in a second. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. You got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. It's month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. 
That's B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash buck. B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash buck. Whole bunch of incidents over the weekend involving organized retail theft. I think we should call them thief mobs. You got thief mobs that gather together. And they run into very expensive, high-end stores. And once they're in, they steal the most lucrative merchandise possible in orchestrated fashion. They run out. I mean, there was one of these. There's so many of them that I can't even remember them all here. I'll tell you some of them. You had a, you had a thief mob in San, San, Fran Union Square, San Francisco's Union Square, a Louis Vuitton store. Um, another, I think, a Louis Vuitton store in Chicago. Um, a mob of 14 went to the store in Chicago. The police say the group made off with $100,000 of merchandise in a couple of minutes. You had 14 people involved in a grab-and-run at the Louis Vuitton store in uh, Oak Brook Center Mall near Chicago. That's the one. And then a Nordstrom. This is the other one at Walnut Creek in the Bay Area. I mean, people just going in, huge mobs, stealing tens of thousands of dollars of merchandise. Because is theft, is, is shoplifting even really a crime, the left says? Should we really punish people for this? Isn't it our fault that there are some out there who believe that they need to steal in this way? We owe them more. We, we should feel badly about this. This is on us. That's what they want you to believe. That is what they want you to believe. The left, the Soros prosecutors, which is why they do everything they can. They do everything in their power to make it really hard to keep people who are criminals behind bars and paying a, a real price for what they're doing to society. Yeah, you could always make the argument. I mean, does it, does it destroy Louis Vuitton for one $10,000 handbag to be taken? No. But what does it do when this is happening on a broad scale? What does it do to civilization when individual acts of theft are treated as no big deal because we don't need laws? We have social justice to pursue. It's appalling what is going on here. Absolutely appalling. Um, And it's not going to stop anytime soon either. It's really awful. Uh, By the way, there was a Bill Maher, um, there was a Bill Maher, uh, anti-wokeness screed over the weekend. He's he's good on this topic. I give credit where it's due. He's good on this topic. He's wrong on a lot of stuff, but he's good on this. And here he is trying to explain to Democrats, you got to stop being crazy or you're going to get annihilated in the next election. I know liberals think this country is full of dumb white people, but in our democracy, dumb white people make up a substantial portion of the vote. <laughs> The median voter is a white person in their 50s who didn't go to college. Their favorite TV show is NCIS. And their pronouns are what? I don't know what the f*** you're talking about and get away from me. In 2008, Republicans only won four Virginia counties by more than 70%. This month, in the governor's election there, they did it in 45 counties. And this is what a lot of Democrats were told was the reason for that. Glenn Youngkin's win proves white ignorance is a powerful weapon. Racism still works in Virginia. Well, I haven't worked up an official Democratic campaign slogan for 2024 yet, but I tell you what I have ruled out is vote Democrat because white people suck. He sees what's going on here. Democrats, in many cases, do not. They do not have an understanding of what's happening. 
They are clinging to the illusion that they can continue in this way, uh, pushing these ideas without political consequence, but it's going to cause them enormous problems. Uh, you may have also seen over the weekend there are some places in Europe where there are huge anti-vaccine mandate and now anti-lockdown protests. Europe has lost its mind. Australia, which I know is not in Europe, is transporting people in military trucks now to quarantine centers. Mandatory. How's that sound to you? you? You notice how Fauci never comes out and says, well, that's crazy. We would never do that here. Why? Why does Fauci never stand on the side of freedom? Not once. Not on one issue. It's always we might have to. It'll be for your own good. I can't promise we won't. We may get there. He never, never says this is too much. Find me one time where he goes, we've gone too far or they even in the case of our European or Australian allies, have gone too far against COVID. With him, there's nothing that's too far. As long as he's in charge, as long as his side's in power, that's what matters. And now they're finally saying uh, that you're going to have to get a booster every six months. This has been what I've been warning about four months now. I've been saying this. Why did I know this before Fauci said it? Why am I right and Fauci's wrong every single bleeping time? Well, here he is, play, uh, play 20, telling you every six months, if we need it, get ready for it. It's uh, 20. We would hope, and this is something that we're looking at very carefully, that that third shot with the mRNA not only boosts you way up, but increases the durability so that you will not necessarily need it every six months or a year. We're hoping it pushes it out more. If it doesn't, and the data show we do need it more often, then we'll do it. Notice how he says hoping. You know why? He has no evidence for that whatsoever. But without that, he's already admitting now, oh, you're going to have to get the shot every six months. Oh, no, we're hoping that the booster will last a long time. They also hoped the vaccine would last a long time. Were they right about that? The booster will last, hopefully, longer. Why? If anything, what we see is COVID mutates very quickly and the vaccines fail very rapidly. So in what world can we really expect that things are going to get so much better with this booster? Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Total bullcrap. Get ready for boosters to be fully vaccinated every six months. That's what we're heading toward. The worst terrorist attack ever to take place on our soil was 20 years ago on 9-11 when 2,979 people lost their lives. Brave Americans responded. We all remember the images of firefighters, police officers, Port Authority, and so many others who wanted to help. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice in the war on terrorism. They fought for us but never came home. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony on Veterans Day this month. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The foundation's season of hope runs from this Thursday uh, to Thanksgiving to New Year's. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org, Tunnel the Towers Foundation. Um, Just a little bit more here on the vaccination and COVID situation. Here's Fauci telling everybody that, you know, I'm letting you, me meaning Fauci, 
letting you enjoy Thanksgiving. If you're if you're boosted, you, then you can actually enjoy it. Uh, vaccinated for sure, and hopefully boosted too. If you're vaccinated, and hopefully you'll be boosted too, and your family is, you can enjoy a typical Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving holiday with your family. There's no reason not to do that. The thing we are concerned about is the people who are not vaccinated, because what they're doing is they're the major source of the dynamics of the infection in the community. And the higher the level of dynamics of infection, the more everyone is at risk. But if you're vaccinated, you look at the data, Martha, it's absolutely clear. The likelihood of getting infected, getting hospitalized or dying, if you're vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, weighs very, very heavily in the protection of people who are vaccinated. Yeah, what are those numbers, Fouch? What are the numbers? Notice how he also molds together there hospitalization, death, and infection. Well, those are all very different things, aren't they? Very different outcomes. Just getting infected is a long way from dying from the virus. What are the differences between the vaccinated and unvaccinated right now in terms of just baseline infection? How many breakthrough infections are happening? What percentage of day-to-day infections right now are quote-unquote breakthrough? How can Fauci not have that data? It's all falling apart for the Fauci, evil little lab coat turd that he is. That's going to be it for today, folks. Back with you on tomorrow's show, of course. I'll be doing this every day but Thursday, so or maybe not Friday. We'll figure that out. But definitely today, tomorrow, Wednesday. So please uh, pass the buck. Tell people about the show this week at Thanksgiving. Great time to be like, hey, what's your favorite podcast? Buck Saxon Show podcast first thing in the morning. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.